0: Well, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever it is to you. Welcome back to Smoking and Toastin'. This is show number 31, and we are so glad to have you listening. Uh, And again, we'll make this distinction a few more times, and then it'll go away. But it's actually maybe not show number 31 of Smoking and Toastin', but we're counting all of the old Sip, Smoke, and Savor shows. As part of the canon
1: Also by the uh, end of the day today I'm going to have the uh, uh, Facebook site up And everything like that Oh that's
0: that's good because they're whining in San Diego You know I don't feel
1: I'm going to stop talking
0: (laughs) That's best I love the look on Bobby's face He's like oh no here we go again The (laughs) lost episode of uh, Sip Smoke and Savor Slash Smoking and Toasting Is a It's a doozy. Maybe one day we'll post it on some black uh, internet pirate site. It's going to be used against us. Yeah, I'm sure it will. It was For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, after we were uh, forced to change the name, because the people who have a similar name for a completely different kind of business uh, got us delisted from iTunes and from SoundCloud, um, we changed the name and then spent the next show eh, kind of bitching about it. And uh, apparently uh, both Bobby and our we
1: were advised our
0: legal advisors said ah you probably don't want to put that one out there so that is the <laughs> that lost is episode the lost episode yeah, so uh, so one day it'll it'll uh, see the light of day like I said probably some black so you know it'll be it'll, you'll be called in front of the magistrate so on the de- the so on the date of September fourteenth wait you know, where are you in the studio when this was said um, I know nothing so welcome to show number thirty one we are so excited to have you it is. Texas Beer Month, and since we reside in Texas, we're going to spend more time celebrating that than we will say Wisconsin Beer Month, which I'm sure is also awesome.
1: But well, you know, we could sup- we could find uh, a beer month for every... Oh, I like this idea. ...like every state and just so, celebrate So
0: it. here's what we're going to do. Uh, Joey Williams is going to be on with us from Specs today. That we, guy's crazy. We will that. ask him if he can help us, if he can facilitate us getting beers from specific states. Maybe we'll pick the next state that we want to focus on and we'll do we'll just decide we don't have to it doesn't have to be officially like right. like let's just say for example colorado beer month right so let's say we can decide that april's colorado beer month to us that's right? true right? Yeah, so we don't have to have what what the official- doesn't have to be official <laughs> and then we'll just uh, we'll have a show where we. And go today to all Colorado our beers, beers are from Minot, North Dakota. That's right. Uh, but today we will be sampling a whole bunch of Texas beers, and I don't even know what they are because Joey uh, keeps his cards close it's to a the vest, and yes. and I like that. That's uh, that's super fun. Plus, we'll be sampling the uh, tres generos tres tres generaciones añejo tequila. I actually know how to say it, and I haven't <laughs> had me yet. Uh, but uh, this is a. Fabulous tequila. I've had it before, but it's been a long time, so I'm anxious to see if the quality has uh, stayed, if I remember it the way I uh, remembered it from back in the day. And I don't think you've ever
1: had this, have you? I haven't had the Añeo. <clears throat> no. okay. um, I've, I've had plenty of the uh, non añejo. The non añejo. Okay, <laughs> good. So we look forward to that. Plus, we got
0: all kinds of interesting things to talk about, including, and we didn't get to this last week, Cigar Snob Magazine did their list of the top cigars of 2016 and it is slightly less pretentious than the cigar aficionado list and and uh, although i thought that was a good list it's just you know how cigar aficionado is it's very it's very sort of like Cumberbund and bow tie—it's yes, that kind yes. of a vibe to it, right? And cigar snob, is just a little. Cigar more snob is like, actually
1: unapologetically hot chicks with cigars.
0: That's that's exactly right. In fact, there's a layout in here that <laughs> I oh love man, that about. If, they're like, it, you know, here it is. It's great, yeah. So, so it's not you know, it's not porn, but it's well, it kind the, of Well, it, the best part it kind is, is, of not, is really because they using, have cigars. Yeah.
1: They're not using the chicks to sell cigars, right? The right, chicks are there to sell the magazine,
0: right? No, that's exactly right. It's <laughs> not. They're not in the ads. It's like a a photo. Uh, what do they call it? A pictorial. That uh, pictorial. A uh, yes. pictorial. Yeah. So I, I get uh, it anyway. for the articles. It's actually. it is actually a really uh, enjoyable magazine. I I I try to read all the cigar magazines that I that I can. And Cigar Snob, I would say, is one of my I, one of my. I never fans. even
1: heard of that magazine until you brought it in last yeah. week, and now I'm going to subscribe. The cigar Snob, Cigars and Leisure, Smoke,
0: uh, Cigar Aficionado. I've those seen most of those. Of, I hadn't seen those that. This are one, just though. a few of the ones. Yeah, I stumbled across it. I don't remember what cigar shop I was in. Where that I found this the first time, but I had the old issue, and uh, it was just in my stack of magazines. And I was going through there one day and I thought, I wonder if these guys have like an online presence. So I went online and subscribed to it. And by the way, they do have an online presence. As a matter of fact, if you want to, you can
1: read the whole issue
0: online. They put the whole thing up, which is a very cool thing for a magazine to
1: do. I so. need to set an alarm for myself to so, uh, order yeah. that magazine. So
0: as I mentioned, Joey uh, Williams from Specs is going to be uh, joining us here uh, on the program, and he has brought Texas beers. And I'm excited because I know he hasn't brought like the obvious ones. Just because it's Joe, yeah. Like I know he's got some really cool surprises going. So. That
1: guy cracks me up. You know, if you ever hear me say you can't drink all day if you don't start early, I totally stole that line from did him. Did you? Did you I really? Totally okay. stole it. Oh, straight yeah. See, from him. And I've
0: credited you for that for no, no. Uh, with that totally a long stole time. it from
1: him. So okay, we'll give credit back where
0: it belongs uh, <laughs> uh, to that one uh, for sure. He said that and it cracked today. me up so bad I couldn't yeah. stop laughing. Uh, plus, uh, Cuban cigar sales are on the rise. We'll have that story for you. And I have an interesting article that I might share with you. What to drink at thirty thousand feet? I'm actually. Going to be anything uh, uh, gone uh, next week, so we'll have to talk about what the show looks like. But, um, but I will be flying and I haven't flown in a while. And one of my favorite things to do when I fly, of course, is to drink. And uh, so, an interesting article because apparently the altitude does different things to the alcohol and different things to your taste buds and your palate. So, uh, there are some recommendations about what may work the best. Uh, and I, I thought it was an interesting article So we'll nice. share that So uh, so that's all coming up today I was going to ask you, uh, because I haven't Have you uh, smoked anything interesting this I
1: week? I did, actually and yeah? uh, Last night I went and hung out with some friends And I brought a cigar Because I've been wondering what to try And I'm, I'm my humidor is looking pitifully low I'm going to have to start restocking real soon here Uh, Because I haven't been doing the constant tending on it like I should, Mm -hmm, you know, so mm -hmm. now it's just looking a little sad. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not at that point right
0: now, but I was just a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Oh man!"
1: Well, right, my humidor holds so many cigars, so I probably still have like 50 or 60 cigars in there, but it looks Mm -hmm. kind of sad to me, you know. Right,
0: and and plus, you have a tendency if you're like me, when you get down to about because I've got I've got one fairly large humidor and then several small ones, right, and when I get down to where I'm to my last like maybe thirty, forty cigars, I start getting really unhappy with the selection. Because they're the ones <laughs> there's a reason I haven't smoked them yet. Right, you know, right. they're they're the ones of like saving I them for an know. occasion. Right, or... I, either either they're great and I'm saving them for an occasion or they're not so great, and that's why I haven't smoked them. You oh, know what see, I, mean?
1: I actually mow through the not-so-great cigars immediately. If I find a cigars at least smokeable, but it's not great, man, that's my lawnmowers.
0: Well, I'll tell you what I do, uh, because I do a lot of my smoking on the balcony uh, for my building. And so I have a tendency, and I did a lot of this this last week, by the way, I have a tendency to go with a lot of... Really cheap cigars when it's windy. When it's windy, yeah. because you're not. If you light up something really good and really a, it's going to burn faster than normal because of the wind. And b, you're just not going to get a chance to savor it the same. Yeah, way. when they burn hot, it, yeah.
1: it 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 changes the flavor. It a changes bit. The, Usually the flavor makes them a little harsh.
0: And because it burns faster, you don't get the same you know ability to enjoy. So it. I so
1: I was hanging out with some friends and I brought a San Cristobal Revelation. Oh, with me. that's nice. a pretty good cigar. Yeah, um, it was real solid. Um, like I, I was looking it up online, and they, they rate it as uh, medium to full, but I'd say it's right down the center of medium, if you mm-hmm. ask me. It is, however, very spicy. There's a lot of spice to it. That might be when it gets um, the too full Right, and what's interesting it. about it is I think that they were uh, shooting for this on this cigars. It really develops. like From the first draw, which is real chocolatey and kind of sweet, mm-hmm. to the end, which is really spicy and peppery and leathery, it really changes profile substantially throughout the cigar. It does it in kind of a smooth way and i really enjoyed it you know and i was drinking that with jameson or i was smoking that with jameson and it went great with whiskey Sam, so.
0: san cristobal has always struck me as one of those cigars that they could have priced it higher if they wanted to like it's not it's not a, a, a cheap cigar but i would say it's like a mid no, this mid one range. Th- okay so this one was a this one was about a 9 dollar cigar i think yeah, right yeah, in that range right. but i and, wouldn't be surprised to see Something like that. On well, the and I'd give it, I'd give bucks. it
1: like a six or seven yeah. on price to quality because yeah. was just such a solid cigar. The uh, the burn on it was fantastic, and a couple times uh, because I was hanging out with friends, you know, I set it in the ashtray and went inside and did some stuff, and it came back out. I never had to relight it. It was nice. unbelievable. Like, nice. It stayed lit no matter what.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. So. I love it. Um, How about you? Did you smoke anything fun? I did, and as a matter of fact, I, I on purpose because the last several shows. I've come in saying, you know, I don't usually smoke these really expensive cigars, but and I've then I've gone on to talk <laughs> that's about something fairly snob. Prince. Yes, that's right. <laughs> you even have I a have magazine my, to prove it. I have my bow tie and cummerbund. <laughs> uh, no, I, I thought, you know, a part of what I would like for the appeal of this show to be is is ha- have it not be too snobby, yeah. you know, and have it be something where we just kind of talk ordinary language about things. So I thought, on purpose, I want to. Um, Smoke something a little less expensive this week. Just not that I usually smoke stuff that's that that expensive. But uh, I went with the Relic by A.J. Fernandez. I've had that, and uh, it's an Ecuadorian Habana wrapper, Nicaraguan fillers. And this though was my red flag alert. These were less than half price at Cigars International. Right. That's why I got some. And so often when cigars are discounted that heavily. You, you, like yeah. I said, it's a red flag alert. Like, what's going on? So, uh, I got the cigar and maybe made some judgments about it that I shouldn't have before I lit it. I thought it was a little rough looking. You know, it's not like the smoothest uh, wrapper, it's a little veiny. Uh, but it had a nice chocolate pre-light aroma, and once I lit it up, I discovered this is a pretty good cigar. It's got a lot of spice at first, settles into a chocolate and toasty flavor. About halfway down, you pick up some maybe some coffee flavor uh, added to that. So it wasn't super complex. But it had enough to keep me interested and keep me going, and uh, good draw and construction. Even in the breeze, it wasn't super windy when I smoked it. But even in the breeze, it was really, really uh, an easy smoking cigar. Overall, it's good. Not the best cigar I've uh, ever had by, by any means, but at this price, it's not a super premium price to quality. If you can get these for three fifty a stick, like I did, instead of nine dollars, I give it a seven. Good. If it's a nine dollar cigar, yeah, I give it maybe a five and a half. You know, something like right. that. So, uh, so there you go. There's my uh, there's my week week in cigars. So, I'm uh, I'm ready for us to get together and smoke something really good, though. Again. We have to do that. Yes. We have to do that. All right, coming up, Joey Williams from Specs will join us, and we talk Texas beer and Texas Beer Month. It's smoking and toasting. Welcome back, smoking and toasting show number thirty-one. My name is Cruz. My co-host is Ian Barry, and we are proud and excited to welcome our uh, our friend and return guest, uh, Mr. Joey Williams from Specs. Joey, welcome in. Thank you guys. Thank uh, good to be here. Now, I always kind of refer to you as the Specs beer guru, but you're. Your business card actually says it says it better. What does your business card say? Well, my business
2: card used to say beer manager. Uh, uh-huh. I just transitioned to the buying office. Oh. Uh, wow. and So I'm not manager of anything. So this uh, is why
0: I can never find you in the store anymore. I
2: I did it mostly to hide from you. I've the last couple times
0: I've gone in, I've been like, "Hey, is Joey around?" <laughs> They're like,
2: "Yeah, he's here." They've and told then they me. like
0: go back and they come back and go, "No, he's not here."
2: They've told me I've told everybody if you need me, they can call me, but yes. if Cruz comes in, <laughs> I
1: cannot be reached. <laughs> I actually have a picture of you in the back I office. Just want you to know they're doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, they're, they are, they're, and they tell
2: me uh, he's just here. Don't come downstairs anytime soon. He's still here, but uh, no. He's so, just buying beer.
0: He'll be gone soon. So
2: if you if you email me now, my in yes. my response and in my in my tag, which used to say beer department manager, yeah. uh, it now says resident beer nerd. Uh, resident and then, beer nerd. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. 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 So I uh, resident beer nerd is. What I'm going to call myself until they tell me I can't.
0: So what does this mean for you, this change, what is in terms of what you do every so day?
2: I'm doing a lot of the same things I was already doing, but mm-hmm. focusing on them uh, rather than the sales bar. I've got a We've got a great team at the downtown store at Smith Street, and yeah. uh, they just do exceptional. They um, really know their beer, I'll they, say that. Yeah, they know they their, their really beer, do. and they, they're better with people than I am. so if <laughs> Yeah.
1: They, for- any of you not from Houston, if you come to Houston, you must go to the downtown Specs. It is a wonderland. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. an adult wonderland. It's crazy. It's wonderful. Just <laughs> the the beer section alone is best
2: section of the store.
0: I agree. It it's just wonderful, and all and all the sections are good. I can get lost back in the uh, you know the tequilas and the rums and mm-hmm. the whiskeys, but the uh, wow the the beer section. I could just wander around and around whole, and around and around. The you know? whole
1: back wall is just Texas beer. Yes, yes which it is, is great. That's a beautiful thing,
0: and it is because if you want to go, and this is great for us because we're celebrating Texas Beer Month here on but, Texas Independence Day, right? If you wanted to go and say, "I want to find out more about Texas beer," you can just go to this aisle and know that everything there, you know, you don't have to stop and ask where is this from or or check out the label. Although it is kind of fun. To investigate that. Now, I saw when I was in the store, you guys are doing stuff with Debellum Brewing. I saw a big We're display doing of that. We're doing things
2: with everybody that we can. Like yeah. right now, right now, just about every display on the sales floor. Because at Specs, right now, it's Texas Beer Month, and all of our Texas beers are on sale. Uh, just about every display space, every inch that we can in that department is Texas beer on display.
0: So, in your new job, are you more responsible for
2: what gets? So purchased I just brought I, into the store? On paper, I am inventory maintenance and management for okay. the state. Uh, so I just make sure everybody has what they're supposed to have, doesn't have things they're not supposed to have. It's very boring. But I, I'm not on a leash, so I can go downstairs and, and talk beer with people, so I can still come down and, and nerd out.
0: So I will ask you then a, a great beer nerd question. Of the individual cities in Texas, where Specs has locations, which pretty much all of them... Um, where are the most interesting craft beer drinkers in terms of what you you wind up putting it in? The Does Austin just win
2: that? So, Austin, Austin, because of breweries, uh, right. because of liquid available to them, uh, I don't know that there's a specific city that's necessarily any more interesting. They're all different. But Austin, yeah. Austin definitely has quite a bit more specialty. Uh, I think they were in uh, craft beer before, all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have... Uh, my words are escaping me i'm a beer guy right now. i'm dumb uh, they've 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 grown uh, quite a bit faster they, they than move we have faster, yeah. so they 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 got their daily drinker's covered and they've they've like jester king and several others they have just specialty producers that are doing some really fun things
0: how does say the dallas area differ from the houston area or are the difference is a little in, what like? uh, in what they like
2: not necessarily what i tell what what i have to remember what every every beer guy girl mm-hmm. what everybody has to remember is the craft beer community is still a very minor but very vocal community, mm-hmm. um, and even then, uh, all of us just like a daily drinker. Uh, so it's mostly that uh, you know. Right. So it's like, that's like why people, people buy mostly. Correct, yes, yeah. correct. So specialty is is a small niche. Uh, mm-hmm. Houston is is behind on specialty where Dallas is, is gotten out a little bit in front of us. Mm, so where you see things like Deep Elm. Um, uh, there's one in Fort Worth called Collective. I brought you one last uh, mm-hmm. last time I was here. That Urban Remember Funk that. House. Yes. Oh, uh, so that, guys like that uh, you have in in Dallas. We're here in Houston. We're kind of getting there, but we're not there yet.
0: So I've, I want to ask you this one more question before we go into our uh, first tasting here. Um, my favorite beer right now is the Lone Pint um, Yellow Rose. Yellow Rose IPA. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it. We I'm, have
2: we are swimming in that. Right you're now, downtown, swimming in it, but I noticed have it on
0: sale. I've noticed that's that's a change because that they just beer went was an expansion. almost impossible to find. So I wanted to ask you: did they went they through an expansion, yes. and uh,
2: and now we're getting as much liquid as we wanted.
0: Well, people, that nice. beer is now available, and you should get some because it's fantastic. It's yes. fantastic on tap. too. Oh. oh, it is. In fact, that was the first place that I ever had it was uh, was on tap, and I every time they they no longer have it on tap at this particular uh, restaurant and bar. And every time I go in there, I ask for it. And they say, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have that anymore. And I ask to speak to the manager. because I'm, <laughs> I'm that crazy. guy. you that guy. Uh, uh, guy? Yeah, it is sad. It Remember really he is. said a small and vocal crowd? Yes, yes, <laughs> I'm that guy. I'm like, you don't understand. This beer changed my and life. And now we understand so. why
2: I hide upstairs from you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's exactly right.
0: Uh, so you want to break something out here? I Ed, do, Jim? I what, do. What, so what, what, this what, is
2: brand new to the market. It is Houston. Uh, it just came out Monday.
0: So is it only in Houston right now?
2: I think it's statewide. It's in every market, I believe. Okay. going to be in every market where they're at, and it's year-round. Nice. It's the St. Harold's Pub Crawl.
0: Oh, wow. Well. So this is not a seasonal? No. Oh, oh nice.
1: Yes. And the Pub yeah. Crawl
0: is an IPA? No, Pub Crawl is a pale no, ale. No, it's a pale but ale. But
2: as big and flavorful as an IPA, just not as heavy mm-hmm. and not as bitter.
0: I love the pale ale. So.
2: This is canned beautiful
1: okay and beautiful look at yeah. look that's, just look at oh that's, that's, a good, that's a very that light a very color that's because very there's light. no
2: malt to get in the way of all that beautiful hop so
0: it's uh, a very when light think, straw color when i think pale ale i have a tendency as probably a lot of people do to think um sierra nevada sierra nevada which, Nevada's is, pale the, ale, which you know, is more amber right yeah so, it's, it's definitely a darker and maltier uh, at least by the look of
1: it so
2: so yeah put oh your nose my, up my this smells good yeah so, this
1: smells like grass, like mm. in a good way, like yes. freshly mowed grass. Okay, I thought
2: we were going the Colorado route. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I know. But I
0: will say, it doesn't smell like grass in the way that like, a St. Arnold lawnmower smells like. That's no, a different is, grassy sort of a No, smell. this is bright and fresh. I it's, get, this I is get like really spring. bright kind of citrus mm-hmm. and fruit. This and is grass that hasn't been cut yet. The mower hasn't been through. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, wow, very interesting
2: and this was just canned last Thursday.
1: Oh, this is going on a river with me this uh, year. I love
2: this. As you should.
1: This wow. is this is, <laughs>
2: this is one of my favorite liquids right now.
0: So this has got what am I what am I getting here? I'm trying to trying to like distill it down in my brain. It definitely has a bit of lemon. that grassiness, but there's lemon. The citrus is more lemony whereas with it's some pale ales and IPA it's, it's more of grapefruit. a grapefruit, right? This is le- more lemony. It's interesting
1: yeah. because it's not a lemon flavor, it's a lemony flavor. Mm. So it's so not the like hot- they added lemon or anything.
2: The hop varietals they use, Galaxy, uh, is is one of the new modern hop varietals, and a lot of those are prized for kind of tropical fruit. So take take another, li- take another smell, take another yes, sip, yes.
0: and go for like a I'm getting a pineapple, little of that pineapple in there. Yes, yes. You know, mango,
2: guava, passion fruit, all that. All that. Wow. I, I do my best not to be specific, because y- you told me there's guava in
0: there. I couldn't tell you what a guava tasted if, like. If you had told me this was a summer ale... Mm-hmm. I'd have been wow. They've got a hit on their hands for the whole summer. Well, you realize Alts is brewed in Houston, yes. so
2: year round is summer.
0: It so is, yeah. yes, that's true. That's a so point. It is, it I mean, it was eighty-five beer.
1: degrees on New Year's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point that out. Shorts <laughs> on Christmas. I know. Yeah, uh, that's kind of how
0: it went. Well, uh, this, Joey, I don't know where you're going after this because you let off so, strong. So this, I, I did my best
2: to do a crosscut of my favorite things, Texas, right now.
0: Oh man, this so, is this is very impressive. This is
2: new. This is classic. Uh, Out of Austin, Mm. one of my favorite everyday drinkers. It's an amber lager from Live Oak, Big Bark. I've had
1: this.
0: Now, Live Oak is uh, based in Austin, is that right?
2: Kind of outside of Austin, but they're a traditional German-style brewery. Adhere to the pure deal on everything.
1: Mm,
0: Wow, that's that's interesting. And this particular beer actually looks almost exactly the same color as what we just had. Quite a bit darker. Oh, oh, you're right. Now that you hold it up in the light, it is You're drunk. It's not a big deal. So, but Big Bark, I uh,
2: I fell in love with Big Bark when I was at the Flying Saucer and we had access to live up before they packaged. Uh, but um, I don't know. Remember if last year when I talked to you guys, I was doing the beer and shot pairings, uh, the tequila shots and sour beers.
1: You yeah. mentioned yeah. it, but I don't. I don't so think we... this
2: one, mezcal and amber lager. This uh, and uh, Dal Vita, Vida. Uh, this it just takes all the smoke from the mezcal. And uh, becomes a smoked beer in the most beautiful way possible. It's like a cocktail. Uh, but this this is barbecue, this is burgers. this is oh
1: totally, I can totally, everything. That, yeah.
2: It's great food beer. It's great, light crisp, easy drinking, flavorful. More malt though than last
1: I one. I love this one because of the malt profile. Yeah. On the it. Malt because is really- the malt takes over the hops a bit. The hops is there gives it a nice crisp finish to it. A, a quick finish, maybe not a crisp finish is the best way to put it, but uh but this one the malt really takes over on the front, and I just and it's a light, light, uh fluffy kind of malt flavor. It's really when, good. It's not heavy, it's not sticky, you know?
0: When Joey said barbecue,
1: it's like this is the Ooh. beer that you open it
0: up, you take that first drink, mm-hmm. And then you go to get your hot dog and mm-hmm. hamburger that yep. have just come off the grill. Like that's this gonna is, be, yeah. it's that summer sort of a. But it's still light uh, and crisp, so you can yes, drink absolutely. several of them while you're cooking. Right. It's, it's it's heavier, I think, than the pub crawl. It is. Uh, but
1: it's still light enough that you know it's
0: yeah mm-hmm. it, it, it hangs in this
1: there. Uh, this company makes a live oak makes a hefeweizen that's outstanding. So the live oak this is the live oak
0: big bark and it is the big is bark, the, bark amber, amber lager amber lager okay. Wow, that's uh, that's very very good. I'm going uh, for seconds. How how uh, I realize with the St. Arnold, it's just coming out, so you'd just be mm-hmm. guessing. But how does something like this sell in places that are not its home market? Uh, and 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 how does a beer like this even get known, other than you bringing it in on a show like this and having to sample it?
2: The, the beer guys and girls working at at bars and restaurants, working yeah. at uh, retailers that that uh, those are those are the people that got their hands on the pulse. That is the people that know what it is that you should be drinking, and those are the people you should be talking to.
0: Well, when we get our uh, newfangled Facebook page up and running that Ian uh, is putting together for us, uh, we will have photos of all these cans uh, so cans and bottles so that you can find them easily uh, when you go to Specs and uh, you're looking for them. So, uh, Awesome. We'll be back. More to taste. I don't know how many you brought. How many beers did you bring? I brought three. The next one is special. I'm glad that we're going to break before all this right, one. Absolutely. Standby Plus. We'll be tasting some Tres Generaciones coming up. Welcome back to smoking and toasting. It's so nice to have you uh, joining us for the program. This is show number thirty-one. My name is Cruz. My partner is Ian Barry. Our What's guest up? is Joey Williams from Specs. How are you guys? And uh, sales of Cuban cigars are up, surprising absolutely no one since the uh, uh, since the embargo has been somewhat lifted. Here's the interesting thing: this is actually a, a tally of sales in 2016, and it was only a small portion of 2016. Where uh, Americans were allowed to go to Cuba buy Cuban cigars, you still can't buy them in American shops. Uh, and then it was relaxed a little bit further, I guess, right around the first of the year, where you could you could buy more. You, the number, the amount you could bring back is a little bit more. Uh, but either way, they're up five percent worldwide. Nice. Uh, so Cuban cigars. So I have not had a Cuban since the embargo, you know, was lessened. Although you did give me one around uh, Christmas. There's an there. irony in that you smoked you gave more Cubans. Punch. Yes, Uh, before Before they were (laughs) right. So that's the beauty of the velvet rope, though. Yes, I think that's so true, isn't it? It's the it's you know it's what you think you can't have that.
1: uh, Well, and there's a truth, you know. Cubans make great cigars. They also make some mediocre cigars and some not so good cigars.
0: And they make very expensive cigars. That's the other thing. It's like uh, 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 the reason I don't smoke Cubans more often. Is the same reason I don't smoke twenty-five dollar non-Cubans more often. Right. You know, it's right. like it's the same thing. It's like, well, I could have three cigars I really like for the same price as this, so right. I'll, I'll go for that. You know, so uh, so anyway, they uh, uh, the industry as a whole, the luxury goods industry is down, but Cuban cigar sales are up. So uh, the uh, people who uh, you know, who manage these things in uh, Cuba are pretty happy. And so they've got to be happy, knowing, you know, with this lessening, knowing how much more product they're going to be able to sell. Right. And the one thing I would say is that should make you be actually even more careful about the Cubans that you buy because if they are increasing production, there's no guarantee that they will be able to right. hold uh, the same qual- uh, quality. And if demand shoots up, remember, cigars are generally, they take some time to grow and for the tobacco to grow and be cured and age properly and for the cigar to be made so if if they're trying to meet demand right away there might be some very young tobacco there. well and
1: there so. may just be some companies who go they'll buy it because they're Cubans right well and, 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 in and a won't lot of actually cases, care that true. much about because quality for control. a lot
0: of people that are not really cigar you know people it's just the status symbol to say hey I got a Cuban cigar want to smoke it you know and it's I'm not saying they won't enjoy it I'm just saying it's not um, it, it's a bigger deal sometimes almost to the people who are not regular cigar smokers right, right. than to the people that are. So, which Cuban did I give uh, you, by the way? Was it the Punch? It was the Punch. The yeah, pu- Punch in the little green two. Yeah, yeah I haven't even taken it out of the
1: tube. i I'm so excited. Yeah. Like,
0: So I'm saving that for a special occasion. I'm I
1: waiting wait to see the name wars kind of happen, too, because a lot of the non-Cuban companies have licensed uh, names from well, the Cuban and companies. And this already
0: happened with Cohiba. That's why uh, the... Dominican and Honduran and Nicaraguan cohibas you see have the different type style, and the, you know, like I call right. them the red dot cohibas. Although right. They aren't all red dot, but that's why those used to have labels that look just like the labels of the Cuban cohibas, mm-hmm. except they didn't say a battle on them. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, it's, it's, you're right. It's going to be interesting because there's a lot of. A lot of name-sharing going on If you
1: there. do see a Cuban uh, cigar that says uh, Punch or Siglo, by the way, those are always good. Always good, yep.
0: And uh, and I have had, you know, there are very few cigars, if you get a real one, and there are a lot of fakes uh, floating around there, but there are very few cigars better than a Cuban Monte Cristo Number no. 2.
1: I don't think I've ever had one of those. Oh,
0: well, I'm uh, going to be out of the country soon. You may be getting a gift, my friend. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> I will look uh, forward to that. Joey uh, Williams from uh, Specs, the Specs Resin Beer uh, Resin Beer Nerd, is that, is that what beer the title nerd. said? Resident, resident beer, beer Nerd, nerd uh, is here with us. We're talking Texas beers. Uh, what percentage would you say of uh, Specs? craft beer sales, not counting the majors, but craft beer sales, what percentage would you say are Texas-based? So know I actually just did an
2: article on this on this subject about about oh, really? how, because we, uh, now that I'm in the buying office, I, I, I see more of this and I communicate with those guys more a little bit more, so we're seeing everything move local, uh, mm-hmm. and not just local Texas, hyper-local, so Houston's drinking Houston, Austin has always been drinking Austin, but even more so now, Dallas is drinking Dallas, uh, so I pulled numbers, and in comparison to so in, in the the entirety of beer uh, craft uh, for for Specs uh, as a chain was just about half, if not more, statewide
0: of the craft beer sales. Craft were, craft beer
2: was almost almost half.
0: we Texas craft. No, wow. no,
2: Not 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 just Texas craft, but so craft, local craft, craft, to that market. No craft craft as a whole of beer is about half. Right. Of of that uh, ah, about gotcha. a quarter of it is local.
0: Okay, gotcha. That makes sense. That, so, that makes sense,
2: but uh, nationally, craft is just cracked double digits. So right. for us, us to be our half of our beer business to be craft is
0: so it's kind of a big deal. But if you think about it, um, it does make some sense. I mean, if I want a six pack of Budweiser, I don't have to go to a, I don't have to seek out a Specs. No, although you can certainly get Budweiser Specs and all the other main you know uh, main brands. But you can also pick it up at the, you know, at the grocery store, the corner store, the you know, uh, convenience store, whatever. Now, while some of those places are doing a much better job of stocking some craft beer, if you're like, I'm going to go beer shopping. You know, that's yeah, that's when that's when you're headed to, you know, specs and looking for the selection. You know, um, especially if you're kind of a beer nerd, sometimes you want to go in and your your whole mission is I want to find I want to bring home something new that I've never had before. Right. You know, and see how I like it. And well, that's that's I like, not going to happen at the corner store.
1: I like you know? around me at the corner store though. Like almost every corner store that I know of has at least Shiner. Right. And uh, here in Texas has at least Shiner and St. Arnold, and at St. least St. some St. Arnold. And
0: Carbach uh, really makes its is, way into a lot of And is popping in yeah. a whole
1: bunch, too. So what's nice is, even, like, I live right up the road from this little food store that had, like, the first time I ever walked in there years ago, there had nothing in there that I wanted to buy, like, for beer at all. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. uh, and just recently, they got a new manager in there and everything, and I haven't even talked to the guy. But now you can find those basic staples. Mm-hmm. And it's almost any small, uh, either a gas station or convenience store has at mm-hmm. least those at going least on. Those, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. Um, Joey, I w- wanted to um, ask you about this as a as a beer guy to see if you know anything about it. We did a story. We covered a story a uh, month or two ago about the Walmart line of quote unquote craft beers mm-hmm. uh, that they were selling in Walmart uh, from Trouble Brewing Company. And then, including the after-party IPA. The after-party IPA, yes, which I've never gotten to taste. Mm-hmm. So so we did a uh, story several weeks ago uh, that they were being sued over them because uh, of several things. Number one, there apparently is no trouble brewing company. They're getting them from uh, another distributor. And number two, apparently they don't meet this, the packaging standards to actually be advertised or sold as craft beer.
2: I don't know how much regulation there is on the name craft. Uh, a lot of that is decided by the Brewers Association. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has to do with uh, your your number of beer barrels produced per year. Uh, right. Uh, so it's a size thing. So you, but a lot of uh, like Anheuser Busch um, mm-hmm. uh, created Landshark for Jimmy Buffett. Right. Right. Um, well, they created um, a non existent brewery. Uh, with the same address as an, as an Anheuser-Busch Brewery in Florida. Right. Uh, and that was the home of, of Landshark. And you see some of that going on. Um, Miller Coors has a Tenth and Blake, which is responsible for Blue Moon, George Killian's, and several other brands um, that is uh, both a distributor. Um,
0: and didn't I see something where Blue Moon, uh, where they won the right to continue to call that a craft beer?
2: Is I, that right? I, I'm I'm less familiar with that. But mm-hmm. what I will say... Um, is uh, for all the things you could say about some of these bigger brewers, you can you can say things about the companies, but the brewers themselves. Um, so at Coors Field in Colorado, uh, they have the Sandlot. And uh, the right. Sandlot has a brew pub. Uh, I think that's where Blue Moon originated. Oh, I see. Those guys enter beers in the GABF, the Great American Beer Festival, mm-hmm. almost every year, and consistently win medals. Wow. To the point they, that they entered beers... With joke names to make the GABF look ridiculous, I think one of them was uh, <laughs> called GABF uh, judges or boneheads, and they won. <laughs> the I, think and I think they won a gold with that. <laughs> oh, so, um, they 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 know what they're doing and they can do it. So yeah. um, it's it's no surprise that 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 the, these liquids are being drank by the people they're being drank by. But uh, I'm I'm less familiar with the Walmart story.
0: Well, we went to Walmart. We made our mind up that we were going to taste these. So that our listeners wouldn't have to, uh, and we were going to do a show where we actually tried to fairly review them. Mm-hmm. And we went, we can't find, can't find them, them in any Walmart. There's here, a good so. possibility
2: that uh, this entity, or whether it was a brewery or not, is not licensed with TABC, and whatever they're being sued mm. by may be the reason they couldn't get a license for sale in Texas. Very interesting. Mm. So, so Didn't I'm wondering if they're
0: available in other states. I did look on the uh, Walmart website, Walmart.com, uh, and they do have some beers available there, but no. Um, no Walmart uh,
1: craft beer. I'll so. have to call my uh, far and wide family members and st- yes, and have it, look if out anybody for can it. find
0: them, maybe they can ship some down here, and we can still do that show. It would be fun actually to bring someone like Joey in to taste these with us. For who? Uh, for these uh for these Walmart beers. No, no, no. fun for who? <laughs> <laughs> I just got offered up a sacrifice. That doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> of course it would be. It'd be a blast, you know. We, we could you know, we could have some other things standing <laughs> hey, this by. And going to be awesome. Try refresh this. Refresh the palate. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> come and, smell this. You know, that's that people do that. You know, when something oh, that Yeah, smells people awful. do that. I don't this. I don't talk to those people. <laughs> 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 all right. So I know you brought us another beer. We're going to wait and uh, uh, taste that in the next segment because I'm good we with have that. Big, uh... Uh, we have a, a couple of things uh, to uh, left to taste. We have that, and we bought. Uh, brought in the Tres Generaciones Añejo Tequila. I have not had this in quite some time. And Ian, you were saying you had not had the Añejo at all. I so. haven't had the Añejo. Uh, have all. you had this before, Joe? I've not uh, Añejo
2: for me, in a tequila. Uh, it loses a lot of the rough edges and uh-huh. some of that agave. Right. It becomes it, smooth. It, yes, it's a little bit more smooth. I, it becomes a little bit more whiskey for me than it does the things I like about a tequila.
0: Okay, so we'll we'll uh, we'll see what you think of this coming up. We uh-huh. are. Uh, doing smoking and toasting. This is show number 31. And we still, by the way, will be covering the best cigars of 2016, according to Cigar Snob magazine. The less snobby cigar magazine. Hey, oddly enough, and I love the cover of it. Yes, well, you should. A lot to like there. <laughs> Texas, I'm local. Little suffers for you there. That's so groovy. They are, they are groovy. They are just absolutely groovy. It makes me chair dance a little bit. Smoking and toasting, and you look good doing it too. Uh, That's that's you. That's you. That's your move. Right, the shopping cart. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. Uh, So speaking of shopping cart, (laughs) I'm not getting involved. uh, One of my favorite places to uh, wheel a shopping cart down the aisle uh, is Specs, and uh, I'm I'm lucky because I live. Really close, lucky or, or or maybe not, depending on how you look at it, but I live really close to the uh, Specs store in Midtown Houston, so uh, it's the closest Specs to me, and it's my go-to, and it's where I go It's not and a bad neighborhood they store. Have, oh, they have a fabulous yeah. Fabulous
1: collection of beers. It takes me if uh, there's no traffic, it takes me seven minutes to get there.
0: <laughs> see, that's about right for me too. So, uh, so we're both we're both really close. So, so why don't I see you more often? I mean, cruise, I know, but why don't yeah, I? Yeah, you know more why you me? don't see just, me because you're hiding upstairs. I just upstairs. assume that you
1: have my picture up there in the back <laughs> office too. <laughs> I,
2: I do, but I haven't taken enough money from you yet.
1: So <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> what that picture for. Noted, noted. Actually, yeah. I think the last time we were in there, though, my wife was asking you about beers, and you so ended up selling her well selling. Her. That's an air quotes. quotes, Yeah, (laughs) because I think I ended up paying for the shopping cart like two or three different. Well, as you
2: should, you have to pay for these things.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't run fast enough. What did you? uh, What did? What did you buy? You know, I don't even remember. It was a while back. So you're right. I probably should come visit you more often. Yeah,
0: you should. Yeah, I actually have. uh, You may
1: remember. uh, There's been a couple of shows
0: where I've come in saying, "Hey, I was in Specs, I ran into Joey. He said, "Take this, taste, it. you know, uh, you got to you got to try this one." So that is kind uh, of my sales pitch. You know, hey, you know what, you happens? You're going to like this. Don't ask questions. Yeah, don't ask questions. You know what happens it. when
1: I get when I go to Specs is I am always headed towards the beer, which is in that uh, upfront corner. But you've got yeah, all those liquor corner. aisles. But then I then I I feel this draw towards the aisle of scotch. the aisle of scotch and water. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what's awesome is I walk down and I look at this whole wall of scotch. And it takes me a while to get to the end and just dream about it. And then I turn around. And the other side of the aisle is a whole wall of scotch. (laughs) Oh, you got to love that, too. So my just dash in and dash out turns into, you know, that. And then I go look at beer. Well planned on our part, huh? Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it really is. And it's further complicated by the fact that before you can even do that, you have to make your way past the extremely large walk-in humidor yeah, without that. making a left and going in there and spending Well, you time. know what the worst huh. part
1: about that is, is, is humidor is good or bad. You just open the door of a humidor and smell. Oh, great.
0: the moment you smell
1: like, it, it's I love time. that yeah, walking it's time. in a yeah. humidor so smell. So
2: I hear you guys nerding out about cigars. I'm like, yeah, yes. yeah I, I, I can appreciate the smell. Uh, I'm not a smoker. Right, well,
0: you're not a cigar smoker. But, I remember that. Uh,
2: I don't remember if I remember that mentioned this last time, but I was in New Orleans with my family and we found a place that was hand rolling cigars. Nice. And that smell
1: just of the uh, tobacco of itself. Oh, itself. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. I could just
2: yeah. have that smell everywhere in my
1: life. Like, I would wear that as cologne.
2: You probably should. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What's the uh, final beer that so you the brought the last us, So Joe. the first two that I brought you were Everyday Drinkers. Right. Just exceptional, some of my favorite Everyday Drinkers. And now two I'm gonna great bring
0: Texas breweries.
2: And on sale. This one I'm going to bring to you, is uh, it's special. Uh, Real Ale, I'm on record saying this now. Yeah, get that drum roll going. Real is quite possibly uh, my favorite producer in Texas. Really? That's so interesting. Uh, so they've got a solid year-round lineup. They've yes. got a good seasonal lineup. Right now they've got Real Ale Hellas, which is everything you need in just beer.
0: Is that your favorite of their quote-unquote mainstream
2: beers? I, I never say anything is favorite. Uh, I'm, I'm far too finicky, and I've got the attention span of my generation, so <laughs> I, I don't have a favorite. Uh, what's, but,
1: your, what's your favorite Real Ale, uh, Ian? Uh, I believe that Life, a lot of times, is just the waiting period between um, uh, their coffee porter season.
0: <laughs> as, do,
2: as does quite a bit of Texas. Yes.
1: And wow. going to see Buckethead. Did you get a shows. chance? Like, to, if I could have those two things oh, together. Uh, Buckethead,
2: yeah. Did Buckethead. you get a chance to try, so their Brewers Cut, which is one of my favorite things they do? I did
1: not get the Brewers Cut this year. So,
2: Brewers Cut, they, they do it several times. Uh, and they did a brew for, Brewers Cut vari- variation on uh, the coffee porter called Cafe de Oya, which is coffee porter plus cinnamon and a vanilla.
1: Now I feel like I missed it.
2: You did, and I sad, I, I, I sad Ian. Sad is Ian isn't appropriate, <laughs> but they they did. They, so they're they they've got a solid year-round lineup. They've got a solid seasonal lineup. Their bombers, the price for the bombers and the quality of the liquid, is unmatched. Uh, yeah. And now they the, have
1: the real heavy I buy that in the bomber quality segue. So now good.
2: they have their barrel and barrel aged and sour program in bottles. The Mysterium Verum. and that particular beer, real heavy. They sour. Called Scots Gone Wild, which is what we have oh, here. Oh, so throwing gone you a curveball! The wee heavy,
1: other, uh, also called the real heavy by Real Ale, is also known as a Scotch ale.
2: So it's a strong amber. For those but of you who don't know what they've, they've barrel, barrel aged sour. and soured this. Yeah. Now, so
0: what is there a process to sour a beer, or is it about what you, if if you the in, ingredients you put into it?
2: Has as, uh, it's not ingredient-specific. specific. Uh, mm-hmm. There is a process. If you intend for a beer to be mm-hmm. sour, uh, you can result in. Sour beer, uh, if your process is not what it's supposed to be, and the beer was not supposed to be sour, and you mm-hmm. just are not great brewers. Uh, so, <laughs> there's, there's a couple of approaches in the world of sour. Uh, right. There is uh, what's called a brew house sour. You can do it mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the mash tun, or you can do it in the kettle. Uh, so, prior to uh, the boil, uh, mm-hmm. you sour, you transfer it to the boil, you boil, kills the souring bacteria. That's almost exclusively lactic acid, usually in a wheat beer, uh, just kind of a lemony tartness. Then you can do uh, during fermentation, or uh, in stainless or in barrels. Uh, What this is, is this is a a barrel fermented sour. So as far as I understand, they get real heavy, they transfer it to barrels, the barrels are inoculated with wild yeast and souring bacteria, and they just let those go to town for a certain amount of time until they're happy with it. Uh, I don't know if they blend, they package, and what you have in front of you is a strong amber (laughs) ale with a pronounced acidity, some wine-like fruit. Uh, all from fermentation, uh, nothing added.
1: So I love We Heavy. It has such a, a beautiful burnt caramel and malty mm-hmm. flavor. It's mm-hmm. amazing. This has all of that and a fruity sour on top of mm-hmm. it. And I can't. I like this is going to take all my money.
2: I. It's almost I, well, <laughs> where you're lucky. Where you're lucky is uh, barrel aging and souring is not something you can do a lot of. And so, unfortunately, this is, going back to our comment about the velvet rope, uh, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to spend much money on this.
0: Uh, oh, this so, is
1: so good.
2: We, we got a small amount of this, and we got enough that we actually uh, didn't have to limit any longer, but the moment we opened it up, we sold out.
0: You know, Man. I'm, I generally am not all that big a fan of the fruitier beers, mm-hmm. but this, in the very best way... Mm-hmm tastes like if cherry pie were mm-hmm. a beer mm-hmm. this is what it would taste like so ah.
2: that is that is because all of that fruit derived is mm-hmm. fermentation it's not right. fruit it's, it's not, not artificial fruit. they haven't
0: added you know so uh, what, you're tasting, or what you're tasting what
2: you're tasting is your body telling you it's fruit it's not because there's fruit in there mm. it's mm. that it's that that beauty that
1: wizardry that is brewing it also brings a little breadiness to it mm-hmm. on the aftertaste i think like a little bit like Right at the tail end So again This is why For
2: me Real um, At the moment We go back to, to Talking about uh, Specialty and niche For their home market Real Satisfies with daily drinkers But for everybody else Everywhere else These guys satisfy With things like Brewer's Cut Things like their seasonals yeah. th- Things like their bombers And things like This mystery and Especially
0: There is a tang On mm-hmm. the very finish of this That is just delightful It's just that little bitty It's there and it's gone Right uh-huh. It's wonderful <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so this was my special curveball that I was going to throw at you guys. Well, this is fantastic. Now, I should say this looks the the bottle looks more like and we'll uh, post a photo of all these of course, but baby champagne. It, it, yeah, it looks more like a champagne or a wine bottle than a, it's uh, beautiful than a bomber of a uh, beer. But Scott's gone wild is the name of it. It's a barrel-aged sour scotch ale. Are are brewers going to run out of ideas? Like uh, like, if is there a finite up, number of things if that you they keep can do? Up,
2: if you keep up with beer. No. Uh, aggravatingly so, no. It, it's, 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 there, was, there was a story, um, I, don't, I don't remember if it was Sweden or Norway or Iceland, somebody brewed with whale testicles, so we're not running out of anything oh, to do. Well, I don't know. That
0: may be very far down the list, if you think about it. Well,
1: they're, this they're beer, digging This beer was brewed with a crankshaft of an old <laughs> Monte Carlo or something. I may try that before the whale testicles, <laughs> quite frankly. Yeah, <laughs> actually, yeah, that would be a safer bet.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Rocky Mountain oyster spring
2: ale, you know, I don't know when you when 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 you uh, I I've, I've partaken in those because they were fried and my parents didn't tell me what they yeah. were, and oh. they they thought that was hilarious. One of my dad's
0: rotary meetings, speaking
1: of spring beers, and I think I'll bring it uh next time we do this, uh, the St. Arnold springbok is out, and that is oh, delicious. you're a fan
0: of that. Well, I, I was going to mention St. Arnold actually while we were tasting this because it reminded me a little of the St. Arnold Boiler Room. which Why is not I unfortunate, find Boiler Room Because right now.
2: Boiler Room is dead. What? I, shh, shh, but Boiler Joey, Room is being replaced by say it ain't Boiler so. Room plus Raspberry, which is cleverly called Raspberry AF, and I will not explain what that name means, but Raspberry AF. Well, I'm so sad. I, I don't
0: see want boiler room Raspberry in my Boiler Room. I really
2: don't. When you try it, you're going to want that in your Boiler
0: Room. Oh, interesting. Okay. And it's
2: four-pack cans, and you're going to love them, and you're going to thank them.
0: I was such a fan of Boiler Room. Yeah. First of all, it was one of the least expensive bombers you could buy. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It, was under $5. it was under five bucks. and it was just like so consistently good mm-hmm. time after time. I everything think, Central is consistently I good. I think we sampled it on the very first edition of the show, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, I think so. Very on show number one. You know uh, what's funny is you brought that in, and I forgot how much I loved sour beers mm-hmm. until I had how that. How does and somebody then... forget that? Well, but I've, I've because had because I've some... been drinking a lot of other beers. I've had some and, sours, and, though that I wasn't that crazy you know, about. Scotches and, no, and, 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 and a, a beer this is not is great.
2: A beer is not good because it's sour beer. It's not good because it's barrel aged. It really mm-hmm. comes down to the brewer. And sometimes it just, they got lightning in a bottle, and yeah. it won't happen again.
0: This Scotch Gun Wild is fantastic. Yes. What does this is amazing. What does a bottle of this sell for generally?
2: So it's five hundred milliliter, and I believe it's uh, somewhere in the ballpark ten to fifteen dollars.
1: Okay, well, it's worth it, kids, because that's a great. That great would be about a nine on a price versus quality. <laughs> <right> yes. <there. laughs>
0: Can you tell that Ian really, really likes yes. this? Well, he told wow. me that
2: Real Heavy was one of his favorites, and so I was excited to share this when he said that. And yeah, that, it's, not, is, it's
1: not just one of my favorite. We Heavies. It's literally one of my favorite beers.
0: Well, this is interesting to me because this is the first uh, uh, super premium, I guess, that I've tried from Real Ale. I've had their daily drinkers and Mm -hmm. like them all, really. Oh, yes, sir. yes, Because they're all very good. But, uh, uh, wow. Mysterium Virum, what does that mean again? Uh, Your guess is as good as mine. But that's a a lineup. It's a series. That's their barrel and sour program. Scott's Gone Wild. Get them while they're still on the shelf because just like Boiler Room, it could go away someday. And will. Uh, It's smoking a toast, and we'll be right back.
1: On the beach in Hawaii. Whoa. That's okay. This is good enough out of my mind.
0: I was just saying, I've (laughs) just committed a cardinal sin. I actually spilled some of the Scots Gone Wild as I was was pouring it for Ian. (laughs) So. <laughs>
1: Actually, I'm wearing it as a cologne now Okay, it's, it, it's really, <laughs> But it's that good It really works
0: on you, yeah, it really does um, Welcome back to Smoking and Toasting Our final segment of show number 31 It is uh, Texas Beer Month And real quick, before we uh, get into We have uh, some, it's not really Texas tequila But certainly it's from uh, Very close to Texas We'll be uh, sampling some Tres Generaciones uh, And um, we you know, I, I thought that was appropriate for Texas beer, since it really isn't a Texas. Like tequila, a tequila Texas. per se. Yeah, we like our tequila. But I wanted to share with you the um, uh, the the cigars that are on the list of Cigar Snob magazine's uh, top cigars of 2016. We we won't go down the whole list, but I'll give you. Um, Let's give you the
1: top 10. For, for those of you with aversions, the they do have pictures.
0: Yes, they do have pictures, and I recommend going and buying this, uh, by the way. Uh, let's start at 10. The Number 10 is the Syndicato Particulares. I am not familiar with this cigar at all. Uh, Syndicato uh, says made waves when it debuted. Uh, the group of tobacconists that owns the brand has proved their product should be taken seriously. It was a collaboration with Casa Fernandez. So uh, that's number 10. Haven't had it. I haven't either. I've never even seen that one, so I'm going to be on the lookout. Uh, number nine was the Rocky Patel Special Edition. Uh, when Rocky goes out of his way to call something special, you should be paying attention, it says in the uh, review. And that is cigar number nine. It's got a little white and purple band. I haven't band. had, have you had you that, one that? Either. Yeah, haven't had that. Uh, number eight, you and I have both had and are both big fans, uh, Ian. It's the Herrera Esteli uh, La Gran Fabrica Drew Estate in Nicaragua. Yes. Uh, this is a fantastic cigar. Yes. Fantastic yes. cigar. I think... I think you and I smoked one uh, at one of our... Um, that was On
1: Location. On
0: Location shows, didn't we?
1: At Friendly Fire Cigars. I believe it was Friendly Fire, yes. And he turned me on to that. That was That's so fantastic. good. Uh, a Camacho made the list. Number seven is the Camacho
0: Power Band, the Master Built series. Uh, take a look at that one, Ian. Have it looks awesome. I haven't tried it. It does look awesome. You and I have talked a lot about Camacho, how, we felt like, how I felt like their quality level had fallen off. Uh, But they could be making a triumphant return, especially landing a cigar in the the best-of-the-year list. Uh, Number seven was the Oliva Serie 5 or V. Uh, I have had this cigar. It's I love fantastic. that cigar. Oh, my God, it's good. Uh, so, I'm sorry, did I say that was number five? That's number six. Uh, because number five is the A.J. Fernandez Bellas Artes. I have one of these in the humidor. I have I've never smoked had that it one yet. either. I uh, have one in the humidor. Number four, the Padron 1926 Siri Natural. You've had this. This is the uh, the natural, not the Maduro. But the, right. the 1926 series from Padron is, mm. is without question. Is nothing wrong with that. that. It's a twenty two dollar cigar, but it's damn good. It's worth every twenty it's every twenty two dollars of it. <clears throat> Number three, I reviewed the sh- uh, cigar on the show. It's the Avo Synchro Nicaragua Fogata. It's the one with the orangish band, and I talked about the fact that Avo. I love the whole concept and stuff, but I thought the cigars were always just okay, not fantastic. And this one was. The, was you know, fantastic.
1: The Avo number two though is so. Solid, <clears> no it's a what. very smooth and yeah. wonderful
0: cigar. You're right. Uh, number two, we also reviewed on the show the Arturo Fuente Don Carlos per- Don Carlos Personal Reserve. In fact, reviewed that. Uh, last week, week before mm-hmm. last. Yeah, very, very, very good. Uh, And number one on their list I have not had this, have you? The La Mission Letalier No, but I need to get Uh, one And it looks very interesting It's a My Father's Cigars product You know, My Uh, Father's uh, It's it's uh, an $8 cigar So the number one cigar on this list And that's why I like Cigar Snob Magazine a lot Because the number one on Cigar Aficionado I think was a $22 cigar And their number one is an
1: $8 cigar And I I just love that I think the fact that they call it Cigar uh, Snob Is a little tongue-in-cheek there
0: I think it probably is (laughs) And uh, I think the fact that uh, they have this pictorial in here. Will make me come back and uh, buy the magazine again. Right. So
2: interesting question, real quick. So uh, a list like that, top ten in beer. You know, a lot of people come into the store. Top wow, that's tough, right? Yeah. Top ten rate beer. Top ten of any national magazine. Mm-hmm. One, it's not available. But two. Those are oftentimes brewery-only releases. You have to be at a special event. You have to know somebody, and you can't get it. Right, right. Is the world of cigars the same thing? Is that list somebody can walk into a store and get
0: most of those top 10? You Um, guys said you've had them. The answer to the first question is that there is some of that. There are some very limited things out there. But the cigars on this list,
1: I think I've— I've either smoked or seen all but maybe two right. of them. and as we always do with a list, I keep track of how many I've tried and how many you tried. So right. you have tried four of those yeah. uh, uh, top ten, and I've tried three of those top oh, ten. Oh, so I was last, wondering what you were doing, doing that. Last you were stance. Yeah, last just happenstance because it's, you know, hey, it's fun to go. You know, hey, we just happen to have tried these cigars. Oh,
0: but you know what? You were ahead of me on was the ten worst beers in the world list from yeah, last that week. Was, uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a dubious <laughs> honor, right? <laughs> yeah, that, 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 I saw that.
2: I saw that before I came on. I was looking on the. Internet and I was like, "Huh, I don't how how do I follow
0: up ten worst beer? I hope I'm I'm redeeming the beer community." Fortunately, it was not a tasting. Oh, uh, we're crash. all over the place. We go one yeah. place and then the other. Well, okay. I, I thought it was an interesting list, and quite frankly, Ian and I had tried more of them than either of us care to admit. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. A lot of people drink a lot of bad beer. Well, I went to yes. college. Come at on. The, at the know? worst,
2: it's still beer.
0: Yeah, and I'm yeah, old well, enough that when I went to college, you didn't have the kind of selection that. You would have now, and so we drink. Uh, you know,
1: all these things are true. What it boils down to is a lot of people drink a lot of bad beer. A lot of people drink a lot of cheap beer, mm-hmm. like really cheap beer, really cheap. But
0: beer. you can, you know what? And I'm just going to say this. It's I'm just, just saying
1: Natty Light's pretty it, cheap.
0: Yes, it is. But it's just like with cigars. If you shop the specials at Specs. If you just shopped up, you can buy some really good beer at a very reasonable price. If all you do is just buy what's the beer of the month that's on sale this week, and everything you guys put on beer of the month is good. And okay.
2: and if you're shopping specials and you're not sure, you can mm-hmm. ask the people there. Right. And I want your money, obviously, but I want you to come back and give me your money a second time. So right. I'm not going to sell you, you something you sell bad something that you're never going to come yeah. back for. So just ask, exactly. ask any of the people there.
1: Right, I want to pause you guys for a second. I have something I need to do. Okay. Ooh. There we go. That was You did good. much better than I did. I tried to do that, that with a can earlier and it good. didn't do it. I just got it on me. <laughs> that was the tequila bottle. So
0: this is Tres Generaciones. This is actually one of the earliest añejos that I tried when I first started drinking premium tequila. And That's very light uh, for Añejo. An I loved it back then, and I'm interested to see if it is uh, held up its its quality. I haven't had any in a good while. It's a very light um, color, isn't um, it? But it is it is just fantastic. Uh, it's a very light, what I've had before, so. pale,
1: pale straw mm. color.
0: Uh, Joey said something interesting earlier, which is when you get into the añejos, the tequila starts to get very smooth. It's certainly easier to drink, and to some people, that makes it a little less desirable. I think very few people. I think I'm. I'm Fairly
2: unique in my enjoyment of punishment.
0: You like the burn.
2: <laughs> yeah. I I like I like the burn. I I like. We call bitterness. that a masochist, by the way. I right. <sighs> your fancy terms. I'm a beer guy. I don't
1: <laughs> <laughs> that has way too many syllables. I I just <laughs> say I say dumb, uh, but uh, uh, that is one syllable. That's why it works.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: But this this is very light. Um, mm. And it still smells very much like agave.
1: It's also very delicious, very, and and you know it's got a big round sweet flavor. It really right does. Like round big, is the round sweet round flavor. Round is
0: the perfect uh, thing. In fact, I want to say, and again, you use all these nondescript terms to describe things, but it almost feels like that feels like that roundness gets bigger. There's almost after no you heat to this it. at all. I don't it's get on, much. It's on the, way. the he, back. He, There's I get a tiny of, bit on the back. It yeah. comes. Very very late too. Well, that's the thing about añejo. And of course, to be at añejo, it means it has to be aged uh, longer. I forget now the distinction because it's At least different. a year. At least a year in tequila is that right? Um, so uh, there are other tequilas that are aged for less time. Reposado
2: and is, I think, three to nine months. Three
0: to nine, yeah. And blanco is uh, An, in,
2: uh, up to three months, but three. generally unaged. I, uh, I believe. Yep. I'm I'm no expert.
0: And I think that's right. It's much like silver, and uh, uh, in rum, for example, can be right. unaged. Uh, same way with blanco and tequila. But, but this very
2: th- much presents like reposado. It still has a lot of that agave and not a lot of barrel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I don't get the, the the burn or the warmth. I get a little spice. You you yeah, don't get spice. the
0: huge vanilla notes. There are some in there, not a lot of. Barrel. But you don't you don't get that yeah that oaky and vanilla uh, flavor. It's really like you said. It's more agave. Interesting. That's not how I would have told you I remember it. It's every bit as good as I remember, but the younger version of me tasting this tasted a lot
1: more of the vanilla and the oaky barrel flavors. I definitely get a lot of vanilla in the yeah. front. End of oh, do this. you on
0: yeah. the front now? Well, Just, I get it in the smell, for
1: sure. That's probably why it's right up front when mm-hmm. I when I taste it. But it's such a I didn't get it until you told me. It's such a big, round, warm flavor. Like I, I, don't know how else to describe it. It's just
0: it. It feels like it expands and grows yeah, after yes. you've swallowed it. You know, it's it's that warmth just kind of washes across yeah, you.
1: This is the and we're we're this is room temperature and straight. Yes, and this is just the way. Like if you're going to drink one at this room temperature and straight, this is a great one to have.
0: Now I don't know uh, anything about this. I'm just going to throw it out there. We learned so much about the tasting of premium whiskey yeah. uh, particularly premium scotch uh, at the uh, balviny uh, event that we were at uh, I wonder what adding water to this would do you know would I don't it, would know it bring if it out the flavors in the flavors same way that it
2: does with scotch so I I actually have been nerding out about just perceptions in general I have mm-hmm. a book called taste, taste buds and molecules it's about the wine industry uh, and w- the science behind adding water to liquid. So w- what I was trying to get you to do is chase the the, the shot with a little bit of the beer. I and just see w- did that. And how much did you love it? It's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
1: really should get some. <laughs> of Ian has
0: this look of rapture but on so, his face. So that's, what
2: that's ha- what's what's uh, happening is, is and the, the science the science behind that, as this book describes, is it's it's not specifically the water; it's the alcohol content of the liquid, and what. Aromatic compounds are, are volatile at certain alcohol contents. So if you change the alcohol content, you change what's. Uh, it
1: releases a lot of the. Mm. So,
2: so. Um, the higher alcohol, certain al- certain things are released. The lower alcohol, certain things are released. So it, it's not necessarily changing; it's just how it's presenting itself.
0: Oh my! I just did the the, the, the shot in uh, the beer. Shot in the beer. Yes, with it was just a sip That's and a sip. Pretty amazing. But the Scott's Gone Wild on the backside of the trest Generation. What's funny is the fantastic. vanilla tequila the f- shots wow. and sour beer. The Woo, vanilla baby. and
1: the roundness of this tequila really on the on the Scott's Gone Wild. It it turns the bitter into something uh, or not the bitter but the sour into something mm-hmm. that's not quite as sour as it was before and it's right. in your a mouth in your mouth in vaguely, way. vaguely 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 so margarita
0: so in yes, May, I'll see you yes, for save a yes. mile. Yeah, we'll do tequila it. shots oh, and sour beers and we'll just get to so I, <laughs> I know what we're doing for the rest of the afternoon. Yeah. That's for damn sure. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for uh, listening to the show. This has been show number thirty-one, smoking and toasting. I want to say thanks to our special guest, uh, Joey Williams, and thanks to Specs, by the way, who are awesome and my thank you guys very single for favorite me. place to shop in the world. Uh, so thank you so much. We have run out of time. We will not be able to sample the Mumford and Sons IPA, so we'll have to try to get to that next week. Uh, we wish all of you a very pleasant uh, week and uh, till then, cheers. This is Radio Brave. Keep listening. It gets even better. Now let's do it up. Ra- Ra- Radio Brave.